It's a performance of the piece Sun Showers by Jane O'Leary. We're hearing the first movement, and this is from a new recording called Composer Alive by Access Contemporary Music. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead, and on the program today, I'm going to feature this new album, Composer Alive uh, by Access Contemporary Music, who also produces the Relevant Tones podcast. So it makes perfect sense that I would feature this album on the show today. Uh, this is ACM's latest album. It features pieces that we commissioned as part of a project called, you guessed it, Composer Alive. This project was uh, something that I came up with back in 2006. Uh, the internet was uh, not new by any means, but this idea that you could send a PDF uh, through email, you know, from around the world to musicians. They could print it out and play it. It was, it was still pretty new. And so we were looking for ways to collaborate with people we had never met, um, use the internet to work with people on the other side of the world. And then we also were doing a project called Weekly Readings, in which we were reading and recording a piece of music every week by a different composer. And then we thought, what if we use that same process to work with one composer but with several installments. So we'd give that composer the chance to experiment, try out all kinds of crazy ideas, anything they wanted to do, because if they didn't feel like it worked, they could always change it in the next installment. And this gave them the chance to work with our ensemble in real time, hear what they were writing. We would rehearse and record it in a uh, public venue, generally the Chicago Cultural Center in the beginning. We moved around um, after that, but in the beginning at the Cultural Center, and we'd post it to our website and the composer could hear it. But what we discovered was also that an audience was really being granted entry into the creative process by this. A lot of people were coming out to the installments and then they were very curious to hear the final world premiere of the piece when we would bring the composer to Chicago. So that started in 2006 with Xiaogang Ye, a uh, composer in Beijing, and then we did it almost every year all the way up to 2022. And this is the first time we've commercially released any of that music. So Jane O'Leary's piece, Sun Showers, is in four movements. It comes from 2007, the second piece that we commissioned. And Jane is an American composer, but she's been in Galway, Ireland for decades. So she pretty much identifies as an Irish composer at this point. Let's jump right back in and hear another movement of Sun Showers. This is ACM's resident ensemble, Palomar, performing. Thank you. 
It's beautiful music by Jane O'Leary. The piece is called Sun Showers, and it's a four-movement work. We heard, well, right there, the second movement, and I opened with the first. So if you want to check out the other three, or the other two movements, movement three and four, well, you can find us on Bandcamp, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, any place that you get your music. Again, the album is called Composer Alive. Jane said that piece is inspired by a weather phenomenon in Ireland, where it can be sunny, but also raining at the same time. I think you can really hear that kind of effect in, in the atmospheric music that she writes. Jane took really, really good uh, advantage of the process. And in every rehearsal, she would send us the music she wanted us to record, but she would also send us what she called sound experiments. And these were generally about a minute or so of just different effects, some of which made it into the final work, some of which didn't. Uh, but I thought that was a really good idea and a good way to take advantage of this unique way of working with an ensemble in real time as you're writing the piece.
Let's move to 2009 now and a piece by composer Gabriela Ortiz, who is a Mexican composer living in Mexico City. And uh, her piece is called The Animos y Quebrantos. And animos means to animate the spirit or give life and encourage, while quebrantos means to break or to weaken. So we have this really interesting dichotomy in this piece. And Gabriela's father was one of the most famous singers of Mexican folk music uh, in the country. And so that is a big influence on her music as well. We hear this really fascinating combination of this exterior uh, inspiration that she has for the piece combined with a lot of Mexican idioms. Uh, musical idioms. And she also has said that she was inspired by the thought of ancient Mexican voices, uh, ancient Mexican cultures. Uh, if you know anything about Mexico, you know that it's a huge mix of, of various and sundry fascinating cultures. And all of that is present in this piece as well. We did this piece in 2009 in four installments. And this was the first time we actually traveled to the composer's country uh, to rehearse and record one of the installments. Installment four was done in Mexico City, and uh, this was the time of the H1N1 virus, and I actually got it while we were in Mexico City. It was terrible. Uh, the, the rehearsal, the recording, meeting Gabriela, all of that was wonderful, uh, but spending two days in my hotel room sick as a dog while the musicians were out having fun, <laughs> that, was not, that was not so fun. Uh, my own personal memory of that. Uh, this is a wonderful piece. So here is De Animos y Quebrantos by Gabriela Ortiz. Thank you. 
Music by Gabriela Ortiz. That piece is called De Animos y Quebrantos. Wonderful work. Always has been a big hit every time we've played it anywhere. Um, that was a work I also programmed in New York City uh, a few years ago, I think in 2018, a concert that we did celebrating El Cinco de Mayo, which was really fun. I brought up Mexican composer Felipe Santiago and uh, a friend of ours who is uh, one of the biggest mezcal distributors in Mexico City. And he brought some mezcal up that you can't get in the United States. Don't worry, we brought it through legally <laughs> through the Mexican embassy. Uh, but it was a really cool event because we had music of six different Mexican composers performed by a wonderful ensemble. And that was combined with a mezcal tasting. So yeah, that concert sold out. <laughs> and um, Gabby's piece was part of that. So again, we've, we've performed it maybe three or four times since we commissioned it. And we finally got around to recording it for this album, Composer Alive. Let's jump up to 2013 now. We're working with Brazilian composer Alexander Lunsky. This is a composer I met through my friend Marcos Balter. And he wrote a really fun, extroverted, quite playful piece that he called Toy. And the idea is that the ensemble itself is the toy. Uh, it's being played with by a, a toddler who is uh, mostly just throwing it around the room. <laughs> this is how the, the, the young child is playing with the toy. So the, the ensemble, the sound of the music is just kind of whiplashing back and forth um, as, as it gets thrown around the room by this toddler who is also trying to get the attention of the adults in the room. I think all of that is, is pretty uh, evident in the music. This was kind of a fun piece to try and work with, uh, to work with uh, Alexander to try to get this right, exactly how you were going to convey this sense of a toy being thrown around a room by the ensemble. So here's Toy by Alexander Lunsky, once again, ACM's Palomar Ensemble. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Music by Alexander Lunsky. The piece is called Toy. And I think you definitely get the sense of this child violently hurling its toy around the room. Uh, you know, you almost feel sorry for it, inanimate object though it is. But what a fun musical representation of this idea by Alexander Lunsky. That was the commission for the Composer Alive project uh, by ACM back in 2013. And the following year, we commissioned composer Agnieszka Stulginska, uh, who lives in Warsaw, Poland. And uh, Agnieszka is a fascinating composer, kind of a timbral composer in many respects. She's constantly finding or finding new sounds that, that she's interested in. And so this process of working with the ensemble in real time was perfect for her because much like Jane O'Leary, she was sending us sound experiments. One of my favorites is the opening of the piece, the first movement. She finds a way for the cello to represent the idea of a record player after the record is ended, but the needle is still skipping. That sound, those of you who remember record players, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very particular sound and she gets this acoustically in the cello and then the rest of the ensemble comes in from there. Uh, we were recording these installments now in private homes. Uh, we were no longer at the Cultural Center. We were now doing these in these uh, fun salon concerts. And I want to thank especially Danuta Berger, who hosted a lot of these and got the word out to the Polish community so we could have a nice audience of people um, that were there that were really interested in hearing this piece develop over the several months that we worked with her. It's organized in three distinct parts. Uh, the human voice and nostalgia are really the, the kind of organizing principles for the piece. Uh, I'm going to play the first movement. So as I said, it'll open up with this wonderful effect in the cello, and we'll go from there. Here is the first movement of Dance With My Breath by Agnieszka Stulginska.
Ending as it began with that wonderful effect in the cello. Love the way that fades down on the album that goes right into the second part. But here I'm going to fade it down. So again, that is the first movement or first part of Dance With My Breath by Agnieszka Stulginska. And that's on the Composer Alive album, which again is available digitally wherever you get your music. And uh, you can get it on Bandcamp if you want to pay for it, be a nice person and support our nonprofit endeavors. Um, or, of course, if you uh, want a physical CD, you can get that as well. I'm going to play a couple more pieces from the album. Uh, but don't worry, I'm not giving it all away. There are still several other pieces on the album that I'm not featuring here on the podcast. So do hope you'll check it out, Composer Alive. Uh, the next piece is called Commercial Etudes. It's by Will Rowe. This is from 2019. So this is our second most recent commission. We didn't do one in 2020 or 2021 because uh, we really couldn't get people together safely to, uh, to do it. But uh, in 2019, we worked with New York City-based composer Will Rowe. We're, we're getting less and less concerned now about people being in other countries, et cetera, because it's, it's just not, uh, you know, it doesn't have the novelty that it had when the project first started. So now we're, we're pretty much willing to work with anybody. And Will uh, is a friend of mine. And with this piece, he is concerned with jingles, radio jingles from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, he says his grandmother had a tape of these, a VHS tape, and when the family would get together, they would often listen to these old jingles. Uh, so the movements are Alka-Seltzer, uh, Maxwell House, Brill Cream, etc. There are four movements. They're for solo piano. It's quite a virtuoso part, tons of extended techniques, really fun sound effects. I'm going to play two of them in a row. They are Alka-Seltzer and then Brill Cream, and they are performed by ACM's wonderful pianist, Amy Wirtz. Let's have a listen.
Two pieces inspired by old jingles, old advertisements. Uh, we heard Alka-Seltzer and then Brill Cream, which I have never used Brill Cream, and I don't think I ever will. But I did enjoy <laughs> the interpretation by Will Rowe. A wonderful performance by Amy Wirtz. This is off of the Composer Alive album. So I'm going to play one final piece. It is our most recent commission by Iranian composer Arshia Samsaminia. And the piece is called Micro Moments 9, Homage to Avicenna. And this was kind of fortuitous for Arshia because he's working on his uh, doctoral thesis. And so we wrote him and said, hey, we want to commission you. Uh, we work in this really interesting process where we'll play what you write as you write it in these short installments and he's like that's great because <laughs> i'm doing this thesis and i want to try out a bunch of things in real time so that worked out really well for him and we got a really fantastic piece as well as you probably know iran is part of what we think of as uh, the persian culture and it has an incredibly rich history and uh, in this piece our shia is inspired by an 11th century treatise by Avicenna, or he's known in the West as Avicenna, one of the great philosophers of all time. And uh, he wrote a lot about music and tunings. And so here we're dealing with 11th century tunings that Arshia is, is uh, you know, transposing to Western instruments that don't use these tunings. And so he's got an electronic backing track. It's basically a sine tone. Uh, it's kind of a fascinating experiment to try to figure out where the sounds that you're hearing are coming from. Are they coming from the ensemble? Is that the clarinet? Is that the flute? Is it the, the, the tone from the electronics? What exactly is happening here? And then there's some pretty fascinating ways that he solves the tuning issues as well. Uh, so we're going to hear the whole piece here. So again, Micro Moments 9 by Arshia Samsaminia, and that will take us out. Relevant Tones has been produced by Access Contemporary Music, a nonprofit organization with the mission of bringing musical creativity to life every day. Find out more at acmusic.org. And on behalf of Relevant Tones, again, I'm your host, Seth Bosted. And let's go out now with this wonderful piece by Arshia Samsaminia. Once again, performing ACM's resident ensemble, Palomar. <laughs>